This is the World Industrial News for Friday, September 23rd, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part eight of their podcast, How to Leverage the U.S. Infrastructure Bill to Modernize the U.S. Power Grid. Technology is going to influence what we can do throughout. throughout. I can give a few examples. Uh, one of the issues is that we must make the power that's being generated from renewable resources, we must make it more dispatchable. Because if you simply have a group of windmills popping up and down like a jackrabbit, that doesn't really help the grid. That hurts the grid. Because sometimes, even in times of power shortage, you end up with too much power. And you have to be able to do something with that power because, again, all of this goes at the speed of light. Electricity communicates back and forth between everybody at the speed of light. So one of the ways we see technology being used is we look at these uh, batteries and the cost of batteries, which are dropping very, very rapidly. And they then can be paired with something like a solar farm to, in the aggregate, they look like something dispatchable. On the smaller consumer ones, specifically, there's provisions for aggregation within the smart grid. And what that means is that these things work and they're more valuable if they can be dispatched by an operator to actually keep the grid balanced. The other thing, and probably the hardest thing technically to do is what's called stability, voltage and frequency stability. What happens in, in power, if you're trying to transmit power down a line and you don't have sufficient power, then what happens is the frequency starts to lag. And that's the way the grid is saying, send me more, send me more. And so the, the frequency becomes a very important parameter within the grid. Well, sometimes the newer technology, for example, large DC grids or large DC assets like solar farms or wind farms may drop offline and that would have a tremendously different effect than a rotating equipment with its all inertia. And so the measurements and the sensors that are managing the frequency and voltage stability of the grid are much higher speed. 120 times a second type of speed, so they can manage that. And finally, what I, what I have to say is, and I keep talking of the communication between the parts of the grid, this requires scale. And the scale of this job is a function of physics. And so if you say my scale is, say, within a state or within a distribution network, then that simply doesn't work because physics is saying the sun is shining very hard on this part of the country. We have floods on this part of the country. And physics says we have to be able to distribute power in proportion to where it's needed in the different parts. Technology will affect all those. It will affect it in what they call IoT, which is sort of shorthand for saying we're going to measure a lot more than we used to measure. We're gonna measure things in the household, we're gonna measure them in transmission, we're gonna measure them in generation. It's going to influence 
in the technology and being able to predict ahead, look and have algorithms and systems that say we need so much power tomorrow based on this weather pattern and based on what we know about the changes that are coming. To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. Despite inflationary pressure dampening the outlook for U.S. consumers, the demand for plastic and rubber products only continues to climb and doesn't appear to be stopping anytime soon. The needs for packaging, safety materials, and transportation products are proving resilient. Industrial Info is tracking more than 180 maintenance-related projects at facilities across the U.S. that manufacture plastic and rubber products, which are set to kick off before the end of the year. The packaging business accounts for more maintenance investment than any other part of the plastic rubber product sector. Renewable energy developer Avangrid Incorporated, a subsidiary of Ibadrola SA, said Thursday it plans to invest $15 billion through 2025 to advance the U.S. clean energy transition. Industrial Info is tracking $7.65 billion worth of active projects from Avangrid, led by solar and power. While Montana isn't necessarily known for its heavy industrial activity, Industrial Info is tracking nearly $1.8 billion in projects under construction in the state. The power industry, accounting for more than half of that amount, leads other industries in terms of project value. And PT Pertamina Geothermal Energy, one of the largest geothermal developers in Indonesia, aims to increase the total installed capacity at its power plants by 600 megawatts over the next five years, as Indonesia is believed to have some of the strongest geothermal potential globally. The company is seeking partnerships in other developers and stakeholders. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck, reporting for Industrial Info News.